Welcome to another Art of Relationships podcast. We are grateful for listeners like you. Let's get right into it. Well, again, Tim, uh, it's good to be here with you. And we just get to talk about uh, different kinds of relationships and things that are going on and ways in which we can figure out how to make our relationships thrive. And it's fun to do a podcast. Everybody wants that. Yeah. It's kind of like everybody wants to be in shape and everybody wants to eat well and everybody yeah. wants to, right? But, but then you ask them, okay, what's your plan? Yeah. Give me your plan. And most people are hit and miss. It's a little yeah. bit of this, a little bit of that. That's what's cool about research yeah. is we begin to identify what a healthy, thriving relationship looks like. Yeah. And, and do you think some people just think, oh, it'll happen naturally yes. or easily or I, I get married and, my, and the love that I'm going to have for this person is just going to carry me through? Or let's Christianize that, being at Biola University. The mere fact that you self-identify as a Christian, mm-hmm. I think we're going to be okay. Because yeah. there's two Christians that are going to get married or we're going to date. And it's like, yeah, but even that, yeah. you, there's a bunch of stuff you just have to work on. I couldn't imagine not going into a, a marriage or, or an engagement or a serious relationship without a plan and without talking about it, just assuming that love is going to carry us. How long before, in your marriage, how long before you realized, uh-oh, this is going to take work? I'll tell you, it was probably within the first month and a half of marriage that I realized how selfish I really was. I I woke up thinking, but I want to do this or I want this. And here's this other person that has interests and desires to go. And I remember, oh my goodness, the selfishness in me really stands out. So let me tell you the biggest difference between you and me. I was equally selfish, though completely unaware. (laughs) It wasn't until we had kids. When we had kids... I realized the anger I had that was under the surface, kids brought it out. It was like I couldn't get them to do what I wanted them to do. My time was deeply infringed upon, especially when you have young kids. And then Noreen and I had different parenting philosophies. Mm -hmm. So I was equally selfish. Mm -hmm. I just was under this illusion that I really – I was a pretty darn good husband. And then – the kids come and even I start to realize, oh, geez, I got some issues to work on because I'm, I'm tired, frustrated, and hacked off. And here's the thing. You guys did premarital counseling. Yeah. You guys knew what to expect. One of our big worries and why this podcast, I think, is something that we like to focus on relationships, Tim, is because people need as much exposure to ideas and uh, and plans and ways of doing things that they can to prepare for the inevitable conflicts that are just going to be part of any marriage. And they're going to come, right? I mean, we are going to be in any relationship. There's going to be times that we have conflict and that's just a given. And if you're not ready for that, I think people who get married with this idealized view of marriage that says, oh, it'll carry you forever. Oh, you'll be in love. You'll hold on to this. The day they wake up, not feeling that anymore is the mm. day they think I made a mistake yeah. and they get out. And we've seen that happen in marriages in Hollywood is a perfect example, right? How long do marriages last there with people who have this false view of what love is? Yeah. It's like saying, I want to run a marathon, but where do I start? Well, read a book about mm-hmm. running a marathon would be a great place to start. Hang out with people who have already run marathons to find out how information in the book actually gets applied when you're hitting mile 13. Um, But so marriage is the exact same thing, man. The more information you can have heading into it, more tools in the toolbox that, and that's what this podcast is about is say, listen, 
Get information from yep. psych and calm and what yep. the scriptures have to say, yep. Yep. and then actually try to do it. You're going to come into bumps, but yep. more information is better. And it's why six years ago, you and I, our spouses and some others decided to teach a class uh, for students on how do you identify that which is both going to come? How do you deal with conflict? But also what are some of the ways you can prepare to see or change your perspective or be prepared for things that will come. So, And you might be listening saying, ah, where do I get this information? I want this information. Well, go to our website, right, Chris? Yeah, cmr.biola.edu. We've got podcasts. We've got blogs. We've got Ask the Expert. We have interviews. Man, it's just a treasure trove. Because here's the bad thing, Chris. Let me say this, and we'll jump into our topic for today. So the internet is good and crazy at the exact same time. If you want to see the craziness of it, just type into the search engine how to lose weight. You'll get craziness. Like you want to lose 10 pounds over the weekend, cut off your arm. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then you get stuff from the Mayo Clinic that has been researched. So we want to be a clearinghouse, our website of here's the stuff you can trust. Whether you agree with it or not, it's been vetted by us. That's the beauty of a website like our website. Good call out. Tim, let me just... Say then, if you were to evaluate and someone were to come to you and say, I'm, I'm in this dating relationship or, you know, um, one of your sons says, I've met somebody and, and you know, we, we're really having a fun time and we've been dating. You would begin to, and if they were to ask you, what, uh, dad, I, I, I really love this person or I, I like hanging out with them or uh, I just feel like we share so much in common. What are some signs they should be looking for? that are positive signs. Like, yeah, do you have an abundance of this? Because we could tell them, of course, if you don't fight well, if you have right. a lot of conflict, right. if there's all these other kind of negative traits, we, I think we can identify them. In fact, we had a whole podcast on you know negativity bias. We yeah. can be prepared yeah. for that. But let's try the opposite. Um, a researcher wrote about these positive interpersonal processes. Uh, Susan Algoy out of, well, there you go, UNC you Chapel Hill. And she's a psychologist there in, in neuroscience. And, and she He recently began to say good relationships are characterized when there's a lot of, or what we call frequent positive social interactions, right? So Tim, what would you point out when someone says, we have so many positive things and is that a good sign? And I think we would say, yes, and here they are. What are some of them? She would say, people that have fun together. Yeah. Right? If, if, if this person makes you laugh, if you look forward to hanging out with them, and if the fun is there, obviously you're starting off well. She says, good. Number one quality. They, so, so that would be common interests. Yeah. Um, enjoying each other's company. Yep. Uh, Sharing similar sense of humor, things that you laugh at. Right. right? I, th- right? I think it's incredibly important. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, another one, I think, Tim, that we would uh, begin to say, if, if that's there, those positive emotions, we would begin to say, ah, what is it that, so for you and Noreen, you guys no doubt have similar senses of humor yeah. and you guys laugh at the same things. Can, can you recall knowing, gosh, I like that because we just have fun doing the same things. And that's this idea that she would say is a positive interpersonal process that signifies good relationships. You have fun together. That's the value of dating, Chris. Mm-hmm. Because I remember dating in college, perfectly fine, godly women. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you take a look at the resume of godliness, they're leading Bible studies, they're discipling women, they're mm-hmm. sharing their faith. Yeah. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. But what was missing was you would uh, 
make a joke mm-hmm. and they sort of kind of wouldn't get the joke yeah. or they would ask for the joke to be explained. Yeah. Or I remember one woman saying, you know, I kind of feel like that's coarse jesting. And I would say, oh no, let me, let me share with you what coarse jesting <laughs> sounds like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not coarse jesting. And yeah. it was a joke. Yeah. That's right. But but that's where dating just yeah. helps to say, okay, I, I need somebody that our humor and our viewpoint kind of meshes without a ton of work. Good. So if you're thinking about this and you're in a dating relationship and you want to know if you're similar, here's one way. If you're watching something, listening to something, um, maybe you're listening to a comedian or watching a Netflix movie, if you tend to synchronize your laughing, your laughing continues at the same time. You start at the same thing. You laugh at the same thing. Uh, you're more likely to probably share these things, yeah. a similar sense of humor with them. Now, if you, we always laugh at different, weird, unique things, right? I sometimes laugh at something and Lisa goes, what was the, <laughs> but most of the time it's in sync. That's a great gauge as to whether or not your, your humors are similar. And, and let, let's not just limit it to humor for a second. Let me, let me uh, we were going to go off. I know you and Elise have gone to the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. We were heading off to live in Lithuania for a year and Campus Crusade for Christ thought it'd be a great idea. Well, last night in the States, mm-hmm. let's all go see a musical and the music Chris was Les Mis. I had no idea what Les Mis was, none whatsoever. And I even copped a little bit of a bad attitude with Noreen as we're driving uh-huh. to the theater saying, uh-huh. this is what? She said, honey, it's the French Revolution and it's all singing. And I'm like, seriously, this is our last night? We're going to, Chris, we walked out of there singing yeah. Les Mis songs. Yeah. And Noreen and I were so blown away. We bought the uh, CDs, right? Yeah. Our friend, our dear friend, John, that we love to death, literally looked at us and said, there were no words. <laughs> and, and we just looked at him like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. It's one thing. He's your friend. Yeah. So let's say you were dating. I think you would take that. I think you would file that away just a little bit yeah. to say, listen, I think this was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And you were like, eh? What else does that apply to, by the way? Good. That's important. I think it's really important. Uh, Tim, here's another one. If you're in a relationship and you want to know one of the positive qualities or traits that's associated with longevity, with with health, it's what happens when something good happens, when you get good news. So my wife, if, if I were to share something good that happened to me today, I can tell you what she's going to do. Her response is going to be joy. She's yeah. going to be excited for me like, oh, Chris, yeah. that's so cool. Tell me about what happened. So if you're in a relationship in which they share a joy with you and you share something good about your day and they respond, they pay attention, they listen, and then they say, that is so cool. You're in a good, healthy relationship. Even if they're not, even if that sort of kind of isn't their thing. I still share the joy. Let me give you an illustration, Chris. You know how much I love hockey. I'm from Detroit, hockey town, right? So you're from Colorado, okay? So you know that the Colorado Avalanche playing the Detroit Red Wings back in the day was insanity. And Patrick Waugh, we hated. We despised that man. He was so good. He was so good. He was the goalie for, for, for a long time for the Avalanche. We hated him. So I could not wait for that man to retire. He was the thorn in our side. He, we literally would lose the, you know, we wouldn't make the uh, Stanley Cup because of Patrick Waugh. He retired. I went and stopped at Kroger grocery store. 
I went and got a cake <laughs> and I had on the cake, Patrick Waugh retired today. And I brought home a cake and Noreen goes, honey, what's with the cake? And I opened the cake and it said, Patrick Waugh retired. And she looks at me and goes, honey, I'm just, I'm just so happy for you. <laughs> right? But it, it would, imagine her saying, how much did you spend on this cake? Yeah, Tim, yeah. come on. That's ridiculous, right? No, she said, all right, honey, this is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. But because you're happy, yeah. I'm going to be, that is a huge sign of a good relationship is to say, honey, I'm so glad that I'm, I'm glad that makes you happy. And I'm happy because you're happy. And that Tim is a signal of love yes. and support and health. And I think that sense of security there that says, and if I know if in the future something doesn't go well, they'll be there to support. In right. other words, right. Right. that yeah. support yeah. in positive also correlates to the support when things maybe don't go well. And you're like, I can trust yeah. this person yeah. and I have security that way. So those are really good positive signs. What's another one? How about one that you and I, we've even had um, a podcast on this, the whole podcast. And that is people, when we do something for another person, Right, you you help your friend do do something that is stressing them out. Maybe you need to pr- uh, proofread a paper. Uh, yeah. Susan wrote in this article, or or uh, or a friend is really struggling with stress because there's time pressures, and you step in and say, "Let me do your laundry for you," or "Let me help you in this way." Right, that action towards you can go a long way, especially if you notice it and have oh, and yeah. talk about gratitude. So that idea, Tim, of how kindness begets kindness, says Susan Elgoy in this paper. What do you think about that and this idea of gratitude? Well, it makes me think of the inverse. Remember Gottman said the first thing to die in a relationship is gratitude, yeah. is we start to take each other for granted. Yeah. And man, there is nothing like a well-timed compliment. And I have a friend of mine who says there's certain compliments you can live off of for weeks. And again, this is back to what we said in previous podcasts, life and death is in the power of the yeah. tongue. Yep. And to just make sure that you intentionally express your gratitude. So I became a Christian through Michael Crane's Karate for Christ ministry when I was 13, never went to church. And um, I lost track of him. I, I mean, I literally just was at an event that he preached the gospel and accepted Jesus and then went on to be a leader with Campus Crusade for Christ, go on staff with Campus Crusade for Christ, and now I'm at Biola University, a Christian university. He doesn't know any of that. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking at a marriage conference, Chris, and I mentioned my testimony. I mentioned Michael Crane's Project for Christ. Mm-hmm. The guy walks up to me and goes, hey, I actually know the Cranes. Mm-hmm. I go, you do? He goes, I got their phone. I got his cell number. I called him, Chris. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, listen, I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. know the fruits of your labor. I just want you to say that you put me on a path that is still impacting people today. I sent him every one of my books. I had InterVarsity send him all my books. He said to me at the very end of the conversation, I'll never forget this, he goes, you know, I've had a stroke. I, I can't do karate anymore. And I've often wondered if it was worth it. And I said, Michael, this is living testimony that was worth it. He goes, this, this really made my day. Isn't that something? That we have the power to do that yeah. and, and not to assume that somebody knows it. But to say, hey, I just want you to know you're a great student. Yeah. And Tim, I think what it communicates to the other person is when you do something for them, you get coffee the way they like it, or you thought about <laughs> it, putting gas in their car. Or yes. It's as if you know they thought about you. And sometimes, you know, knowing that. There's a researcher who also examines how men and women respond to, to things like this. And Shanti Feldhahn just did some research saying that for men, they would oftentimes rather hear words like thank you 
then I love you. Now, they wanted to hear they love you from their wives, ah. from their spouses. But the very fact that, they, that something that they did was acknowledged, like you worked so hard for the family, can I just say thank you? Yeah. That that right there, expressions of gratitude, did more for them oftentimes than someone just saying, hey, I love you. And I think it's interesting That's because interesting. there's a mix yeah. that it would be in there. And uh, it shows the power of thinking about another person, kindness and gratitude. What do you think? Oh, I think it's huge. And again, what we're saying doesn't just apply to relationships. This is organizational communication. Oh. This is if managers are listening. Yep. So we were at Miami of Ohio University, and I sat in on a philosophy class. Yeah. And this was an atheist philosopher, and uh, Chris was not a good speaker. He just was. He was one of those painful guys. You just <laughs> sat there, and you're like, why am I doing this? But now I feel <laughs> weird to leave the class. But he gave a lecture on Descartes. That was really, really good. So afterwards, I went up with a couple students, and I just said to them, I said, hey, I just wanted you to know that was really good. I, I really enjoyed that, and, and uh, that was very insightful. He gets emotional okay. in front of me and the students mm-hmm. and says, you know what? We don't get a whole lot of compliments. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, that was great. Mm-hmm. So to know that you have that kind of power, to walk up to your pastor who maybe only hears complaints, mm-hmm. To walk up to a boss who just is overwhelmed and doesn't have resources, middle management, and you come up and say, I just want you to know, you do a great job. You know, Tim, I I just think of something like that, small kindnesses, right? Where you just think about something. It's kind of funny, just as we're talking about this, as we started this podcast, students were were on the university, they walked by and and they hold up a sign just now (laughs) that said, we're big fans, right? And that idea of just sharing, we love what you do. Because yeah. we're sitting here in a room, you know, right. and with no one else in this room, and we're just sitting here talking, and we don't know the impact. But to hear those stories, it just shows that, again, this, like we talked about in the last podcast or a previous one about the power of life and death mm-hmm. is in the tongue, that really there's something pretty powerful about just simply saying words like that to people. I wonder, is it, why do people have a hard time with gratitude or saying thank you? Is it something that, do you think we do it well in, in young couples? Is it something we start taking for granted? And how do you encourage them to stay in that? And, and why is it so simple to be maybe more critical as a relationship starts? Remember the old joke a guy said to his wife, hey, listen, I told you I loved you when we got married. And if anything changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> Right. So I wonder if like with our pastor or our spouse um, or kids or kids, I just wonder if we think, well, they know I love them. Mm -hmm. Come on. My wife knows I love her. My kids know I'm proud of them. They just know that. And it's like, dude, make that explicit. Bob Emmons, right, wrote a great book on gratitude, and he talks about writing people letters and hand delivering letters. You know what I did? You know what I did? This was a while back. Um, I started to realize all my friendships, I have like five that we've been friends for 20 years or more. Mm -hmm. And I took one day and called each one of them. Mm -hmm. And the response was overwhelming. They were like, man, thanks for that. And again, we've been friends for 20, some Tim Downs, 30 plus years, Bill Radford, 30 plus years. But to say, hey, I just want you to know, your friend, our friendship, man, has endured over time. It is one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. But to think, well, we've been friends. Why do I have to articulate this? But man, the power it had on them was huge. Mm-hmm. And I think two things. Let me just say this. One, so when I made that decision to do that, right, 
the first call was by far the hardest mm-hmm. because it was like, okay, is this going to be weird? Yeah. Is this just, I don't know. Yeah. Do I really need to say this? And maybe yeah. I'm being sappy. And yeah. is this even masculine, you know, to do this? Um, I think there was that. And, you know, I just wrote a book on spiritual battle and marriage. And I, I don't doubt, Chris, that Satan steps in and goes, yeah. oh, come on. You don't need yeah. to do this. Yeah. Come on. It yeah. will be weird. Yeah. It, it, why make it weird? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't doubt that that happens. So, man, Bob Emmons says, yeah. write that letter and send it. Send that email. Send that, that text. I love that. And even if you uh, simply... Uh, have done that and you want to try something else. We've talked about this on the program before, Tim. It's writing down things you're grateful for on a regular basis, right? And uh, just do that a couple of times a day and keep a list. Man, how awesome is that? So good relationships, Tim, are characterized by these frequent, what she calls positive social interactions, right? Having fun together, you know, sharing laughs, doing kind things for one another, and then expressing the gratitude. And that's only three. That's not a whole lot to work on. It's not. You could do these pretty quickly. And by the way, the power of what this can accomplish in your own life, just simply by being more grateful, it's just like expressing and and seeking and granting forgiveness. The quality of life changes because it has physical, psychological, emotional, and relational impacts. And so all of these things come into play and there are such strong relationships and links between good relationships like these and health. And Chris, I'm looking at these real quick and I'm wondering if... We couldn't apply these to God, each one of these. Ooh, let's try it. So for example, remember Paul says, I want you to exalt in the Lord. I want you to rejoice. To me, that's the the sharing, this laughter, this intimacy, this, I am so overwhelmed by the truth of the gospel. Literally, I'm laughing. And look at David when he comes in and, and he dances yes. and, and into the city as yes. God's sign of love. And then God uh, expressing joy, singing over us, yeah. right? That yeah. idea, and yeah. is it Zechariah or Zephaniah? And there are three where he talks about he exalts over us with song. Yeah. All right, so it applies. What about right, the that next one? one? Hey, my, my favorite definition of exalt, uh, I had a student when I was at UNC Chapel Hill. She was my top student. She was a phenomenal student, incredibly uh, responsible. She comes in one day, her eyes are all blotchy. Before class, she grabs me, and you could tell she's just really upset. And she just goes, Dr. Uh, Dr. Milhoff, I, uh, I, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared for the midterm. I'm so sorry. I didn't budget my time, and I don't ever do this. And I'm going to ask you for an extension. I just feel horrible for you. And I just let her talk. I said to her, I, I'll call her Joy. I said, Joy, it's next week. <laughs> And she let out a yell and hugged me, hugged me. And to me, that's exalt. That is, I so realized what I thought was incredibly bad news and I just blew it. And I got a huge mulligan. That's great. I think that's really cool. How about that? How about uh, expressing joy, disclosing good news? I think this is, I think this is praising God and even um, saying to him, thank you. For my salvation. Yeah. I'm not going to take this for granted. Yeah. Communion is a, a chance for us to bodily partake in disclosing good news. This is Christ's body given for you, his blood spilt for you. Yeah. And that's exactly what praise is, yeah. right? When we turn back and recognize and acknowledge the goodness of what we've received by a God who loves, right? By a God who is joy. So yeah. that one fits. And then, of course, 
the whole notion of Thanksgiving. Good well, we night. get gratitude is everywhere. Yeah. I mean, read Psalm 103. Yeah. Hey, but let me make a point about Psalm 103. I actually preached a sermon on this. So David says, I'm going to count the benefits yeah. before me. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is how he lists the benefits. Mm-hmm. If you were to go to an average American Christian and say, uh, are you grateful to God? I think many of us in a materialistic world would say, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful I have friends. I'm thankful for my family, right? David doesn't start there. Mm -hmm. He starts by saying, one, all your iniquities have been forgiven. Uh Second, you'll be redeemed from the pit, which means you'll be raised from the dead. Um, Your transgressions are forgiven. Your diseases will be healed eschatologically, right, in the kingdom. And then he says at the very, very bottom, and he fills your days with good things. Mm -hmm. I think as Americans, we flip that. We judge God by the good Good things, things, health status, grade point, dating relationship. David says, no, 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 start with the spiritual ones. Jesus died for you. Your sins are forgiven. You're redeemed. Those, I think that's important to get the order right. No, that's really good. That's real insightful. Yeah, Tim, I I think uh, that's a great insight. um, And it helps us as we recognize that even if we sometimes um, struggle with maybe being slightly more pessimistic or more negative, or maybe not quite as, you know, joyful as some, that we can still express and sense and know who we are, what we've been given, this good news that we have, and that's why it's good news, right? And that joy that we can have, even sometimes for those that hold down a little bit of their emotions, they're maybe a little bit less likely to show strong, positive emotions, can still uh, recognize and benefit by expressing in these kinds of things like gratitude for another person, by loving and joy for another person and looking out for them. So maybe make it your exercise for today to make a list of 10 things, five spiritual blessings mm-hmm. and five material blessings, but start with the spiritual yep. and then do the five uh Blessings. I love that. And then if, if you want, you could even have a different category of those friends in your life, kind of like you did. Keep a running list of things that you like about them, things that you, you value about them and ways that maybe they make you laugh or qualities that they have. And what a great list to keep. Oh, it's man, awesome. keep that thing. And number one on that list would be keep listening to this podcast. Yes. Go to cmr.biola.edu for other resources like this. And we hey, but seriously, things. we are grateful for our listeners. We, are. we get We get metrics on our podcast, and we don't take it for granted that this podcast has really grown yeah. and that we're international. We're up to yeah. 70 countries yeah. where people listen to us, and we don't take that for granted. And thank you for listening to us. Uh, we really do appreciate yep, that. And for sharing it around. We appreciate it. All right, Jim, good talking. All right, take care. Thanks for listening to The Art of Relationships. This podcast is only made possible through generous donations from listeners just like you. If you like it and want to help keep the podcast going, visit our website at cmr.biola.edu and make a donation today.